Hey guys, this is Grandy with Mob Pop Fishing. Before this episode, want to give a quick word for our sponsor, Whisker Seeker Tackle. Uh, they create these catfish float rigs called the Rattlers and the XL Rattlers. And these things create noise, vibration, and the cool thing is they also keep your, your bait above the ground so it keeps it elevated so whether you're using cut bait whether you're using live bait any type of catfish bait at all it allows those channel cats those you know flatheads the blue cats to be able to use their sense of smell and to be able to detect the the bait so make sure you guys go to whiskerseeker.com uh, use coupon code bff25 underscore rattlers that way you get 25 percent off for the next two weeks on that i'll make sure fishing kit puts everything in the show notes so that way you guys have all the information other than that enjoy this episode thanks guys All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Beer Fish Fanatics. This is Grandy with My Pop Fishing. We have... This is Kit with Fishing Kit. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, everybody. And today, uh, I, th- I think Kit is a little flustered because, you know, he he's super excited. He was he was telling me, you know, because uh, I, I told him who we had coming on the guest today. And um, just so everybody knows, this is Danny Thompson, and he's actually with Garvin. He's the, uh, I think you're the regional sales manager, everything for up there, pretty much uh, northern mid- Midwest. Is that correct, Danny? Yeah, so I'm, I'm regional sales manager. I kind of cover the upper Midwest here. And uh, obviously with that, I get to do a lot of the ice fishing stuff. So that's kind of my real, my real passion. Beautiful. Perfect. So we, we got the perfect guy to, to, to ask today. So thank you for, for joining us. Definitely appreciate you just giving us opportunity and the time, Danny. For sure. Thanks for having me, guys. And to start off today, I am drinking. So my beer says, you know, oh, I'm crack that open. I am drinking a, uh, it's called the Startup Stout. And it's a, it's a coffee stout. It's by Kelowna Brewing Company out there here in Iowa, a local brewery. Uh, I was talking to them earlier. Actually, I messaged them a while back and, you know, I give it a, give it a shot. And plus my wife loves stout. So I grabbed a couple for myself and her and I'm drinking that. What are you drinking, Kit? I have an exile um, out of here in uh, Des Moines and it is the Hannah of Bavarian style wheat ale. It's like one of the first craft beers I was really into because they're based out of Des Moines. And I figured if I'm going to drink craft beer, I might as well drink local. There you go. There you go. And um, I know I, I know Danny, uh, he, he's kind of on ours in a sense. So I, I didn't want to pressure him to drink or anything like that. So I told him we're going to owe him quite a bit of beer off hours if he can have a couple beers with us. But uh, other than that, cheers, guys. <laughs> cheers. Oh, boy, that's a good stout. I'm going to have to get some more of that and, uh, or either that I'll just drink my wife's <laughs> sucker. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, uh, let's, let's, let's dive into it a little bit, Dan. Why, why don't you tell us a little bit about you, what you do for Garmin and, you know, just cause your, your, your department, your, you know, what do you do and what do you handle and, um, and how, how, how things are going for you pretty much. Yeah. So, you know, I been with Garmin now, I think it's been, been about five years or so that I've been with Garmin and you know it's funny because five years doesn't sound like that long of a time period but so much has changed with Garmin since I started um, you know I mean back back in the day I was saying how I love the ice fishing stuff when, when I first started with Garmin you know Garmin didn't even really do ice fishing stuff I think like it was like my first year there's something we had like a uh, ice fishing transducer so you know like in such a short amount of time Garmin is really kind of like jumped into this inland market and, and it's really kind of why they put me up here in the upper midwest i mean if you guys 
you know, kind of like a little bit of start with Garmin too, I guess, is Garmin's a huge company. So they got aviation, automotive, fitness. I mean, they have a lot of categories that they're in. And um, Marine is actually the smallest of all of the categories they're in. So you can imagine how big of a business Garmin is. So, you know, back, back five years ago when I started, they were looking to kind of expand into the inland market. And so they, you know, look to have a guy up here in the upper Midwest because they know how people in Minnesota and Wisconsin like to fish. So, you know, kind of jumped right in and, and we've just grown the product line and the quality of the products and the amount of products and all that stuff so much in the last five years. I mean, it's almost hard to imagine where we were, you know, such a short time ago, but I mean, the live scope, obviously a big deal, but I mean, even just the echo map line and like, mm-hmm. the, the, like, I feel like live scope is such a good thing. Like, you know, if, if you, if you take that away and even just look at some of the stuff we've been able to do over the last few years, like we've really come a long ways. And so it's been a cool company to work for. It's been like a crazy fast five years. I've been with Garmin and, you know, my role with them is just kind of been regional sales manager. So helping build the business up here in the upper Midwest and, you know, working with distributors and retailers and all that kind of stuff on getting the products in there, you know, trying to see what kind of products we even needed to be competitive in the inland market and that kind of stuff. And then of course, you know, ice fishing, we, we got the transducer and that was great. And then I started kind of messing around with the pan optic stuff that Garmin had come out with and said, you know, I had it, you know, had it mounted to a hockey stick, all these crazy things, you know, and I was like, okay, this is, this is something we got to do something with. So, you know, have really kind of focused on the ice fishing stuff ever since we kind of had that initial year. And, um, you know, it's been great. I, I, I love what I do talk about fishing all the time. Um, I love working sports shows, meeting people and doing that kind of stuff. So it's kind of a dream job, I guess you could say. And, you know, and I, I love, you know, doing sales and that kind of stuff. So it's really been good. I, I, I seriously enjoy what I do. Cool. You got a good guy there, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Danny. So I, I kind of want to uh, ask you about like specifically uh, panoptics and live scope. The traditional sonar, that technology is like pretty old. It hasn't changed a whole lot. We've come out with like side and down imaging in the last, I don't know, I want to say decade or so. Yeah. Yeah, and then like, so it's, I feel like the technology has been, I wouldn't say stagnant, but hasn't moved super fast until I think I want to say like until Garmin came out with the panoptics and then not too long after that, the live scope. Uh, I just kind of, kind of want to know like the history behind the panoptics, like where, where did that come from? Yeah. So it's, you know, it's kind of funny. And like, I think there's a bunch of different you know, like stories on, on, you know, where some of this stuff came from and and what it was. But the cool thing about Garmin is Garmin, like I said, is a huge company. And, you know, especially like you look at like our aviation stuff and our automotive stuff. So Garmin has like some of probably the best engineers that exist anywhere. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so these guys can just create and build software and hardware and all the stuff we need for such crazy technology like that. And, And like you said, it's like, we look at 2D sonar, okay, you get a little arch or side imaging was pretty cool, but it's like, to if you would have told me five years ago, six years ago, hey, we're going to have sonar that's live, where like I drop my ice jig down, I can see it fall. I mean, nobody would have ever believed that. You'd be like, yeah, right. But I mean, Garmin, you know, with, with the great engineering, they're able to kind of work on some of that stuff. And really, I think where some of it came from is like, you know, I think some of the military in different places were using some of this stuff and 
Um, I've heard stories of, you know, there's some of the stuff in the ocean for tracking like whales and different things where, you know, there, there has been live sonar in it. There has been live sonar around, but I think Garmin was kind of able to engineer their own thing and, and, you know, really came up with some pretty cool stuff. So it, you know, it's like a multi-phase array is what pan optics is. So we're, we're shooting a, a phase, basically almost like a radar really quickly and getting a live image. And they're able to package that into a transducer and give us some live sonar with the pan optics initially, which, you know, I always talk, I think pan optics is still pretty cool and it definitely has their its place, especially like salmon guys, you know, on the bigger boats. And I like the pan optics better than live scope actually for tracking yeah. crappies down in open basins and stuff like that. Cause you can see so much further with it, but then you know, when, when we had that, we knew we'd have to kind of refine it and get something with a little bit better clarity. And, you know, that's when they started working on live scope. And then you, you've seen the YouTube videos and different things of live scope. I mean, it's insane what you can see. I mean, you can, you can tell, you know, okay, that's a 20 inch walleye swimming under the boat right now. I mean, it's, it's unreal. And then really it's just a matter of just refining that technology. It's really, it's down imaging, you know, and they're just basically making it live. So we're able to get the quality of like a down imaging image, but in live time, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. Thanks Great. for uh, mentioning that. Cause uh, we're, we're using kits live scope last weekend. I saw a catfish and it was a catfish. It looked like a damn catfish <laughs> and it hit my jig and my pole and kits on it. My pole went like this and I didn't, I, I just didn't get it. And <laughs> me and him were looking at each other. We're just like, that was a damn catfish, man. We just totally <laughs> missed it. But no, you're right. The, the, it's so cool just to see the shape. You, you could just see the tail of it. It was pretty. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty dang cool. Yeah. Um, and, oh, go ahead, kid. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. So, of course, you know, the technology is still new. And um, there's always kinks and weird stuff going on with new tech and, you know, bugs to work out or whatever. Mm -hmm. One thing uh, I see a lot of people posting in the forums and stuff is uh, the ghost tree. Uh, can you kind of explain what the ghost tree is? What's going on there exactly? Yeah. So the ghost tree for people that don't know is, is like when you're looking at the live scope screen, you can, you know, in the forward mode where you're looking forward at, you know, whatever distance you have your range set at and you see the bottom of the lake, you'll, you'll see like a little bit of like an arch coming up from the bottom and it's, it's not really there. Like we know there's not, you know, like a giant tree coming up from the bottom of the lake, but it's, it's kind of, and it's been termed this ghost tree. And so what it is essentially is it's like a reflection. So with live scope, you've got basically three transducers that are put together and that's what gives you such a wide angle. So you kind of got one that's looking straight down, one that's looking down and forward a little bit and kind of one that's looking forward. And this is the salesman, salesman terms. I mean, there's, there's more technical explanation of this, but this is kind of how I understand it. And, um, you know, so you got your three transducers and what happens is a lot of times if we get in like a really hard bottom, like a real good sand bottom or rock bottom, um, it doesn't typically seem to happen as much in like the mud and the, in the muck bottom stuff. What you'll get is like, you're, you'll actually get a reflection from all those arrays coming off the bottom and you'll get a little bit of a reflection. So some people are seeing that the cool part though, is we're able to have our software engineers go in and we've actually made a ghost tree reduction now or like interference you know options so you can actually go in and kind of like um you know take that away essentially and then the other thing too a lot of times with the ghost tree a lot of times even if you just you know interference to low tvg low maybe you got to go interference medium but a lot of times you can get rid of the ghost tree anyways 
it's, it's hard because it's one of those things. Like I get these questions all the time and it's like, well, my live scope's doing this and this. And it's like, well, without actually seeing that specific live scope on the specific lake, they're using it. Cause like there's so many variables, but a lot of times you can, you know, try to get some of that stuff out literally just through interference, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, because uh, conditions are so variable. There's so many things that, you know, go into play. I'm guessing like water clarity, the bottom. And I think people are just looking for like a one, one button fix. Yeah. And that's kind of, kind of hard to do. Well, the funny thing is too, with like the ghost tree is like, so if you buy the ice fishing bundle, you get a mount that goes on the pole mount that goes down through the hole. Mm-hmm. The actual mount on there is got a zero degree on it. We call it our zero degree mount. So the, tra- the live scope transducer looks straight down. If you buy the live scope that you'd get for like your boat that you'd mount to the trolling motor, that one's got a little bit of a cant to it. So the idea was so that it could look over the head of the trolling motor if you have it mounted to the shaft. And so most people getting the ghost tree are using the ice fishing, the zero degree where it's looking straight down. But if you got the one with a little bit of a cant in it, it seems to be a lot less of an issue on that mount too. So it's, it's funny because it's like, it's, it's the ice fisherman causing the problems, you know, so. <laughs> Go figure. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I, I wondered about the angled, uh, the angled mount too, but the trolling motor makes sense because. Yeah. The... I mean, like it's, it's funny. Cause like you could use a zero degree mount probably and be fine getting around the trolling motor. It just, it, it was a good design when they came out with it, but like you know, a lot of the guys that are ice fishermen that get the zero degree, they're like, well, can I just, I already have this mount. Can I just use this one? And I mean, you totally can, and it'll work. Now is, you're saying how you, you got, you know, that's one of the main questions uh, you get from customers and everything. What would you say is like the, the biggest question or two that you get from customers in regards to Garmin and, and live scope or, or just in Garmin period, what, what would you say is like, cause you as, as a rep, I'm pretty sure you get tons of questions, but what would be the majority of the questions? So that way people are listening or watching this show. You could be like there, <laughs> I answered yeah. your guys's question. What would you say is the biggest one that you can kind of get out there so people can understand it and, and you can answer Yeah, for sure. And, and like, it's kind of funny. Cause like this question has changed so much, literally even over the last like two years, like in the beginning, it was like, th- there was a lot of questions around our mapping. So like we have Garmin Lakeview mapping Cause like all the echo maps and the GPS maps come with the maps preloaded built in, like mm-hmm. go to Iowa, go to Minnesota, the maps already there and it's built in. And people are like, well, Garmin mapping, like I'm used to, you know, the other brand of maps, like what, what is Garmin mapping? Like, so like, that was always kind of a question we got. Well, then we purchased Navionics and now we're putting Navionics mapping, you know, in with also the Garmin mapping. So like that question has sort of gone away, but that was probably one of the biggest questions I got. And you know, like, and, and that's been cool. Like buying Navionics has been awesome. Like we got some great maps now and, and a great company that makes maps that is now, you know, working in the Garmin stuff. So like, that's been cool. The other thing is, is like, especially me being like in the ice fishing world, we can ice fish for a few months and we can summer fish for a few months. And so like the question I get always is like, how easy is it to actually go from a live scope ice fishing bundle mm-hmm. to in my boat? And then if I'm going to do that, like, what's the best way to mount it? Because like, you, you see all these videos and like, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of not mounting it to your trolling motor, but I'm a crappie walleye fisherman. You know what I mean? Like if I was a bass guy, I'd probably for sure be mounting it to the trolling motor. But if you're fishing like deeper water walleyes, doing that kind of stuff, 
having it on a pole over the side of the boat is awesome. Get a lot of questions on like, okay, I, like this is the type of fishing I do. How am I going to mount my live scope? Or like, if I want to take it out of this ice bag, how do I, how do I go back to the boat? You know? It's going to help you oh. kit. See, I'm pretty sure he was probably wondering because see, he, <laughs> we kayak fish. So that's, oh, yeah. that's going to be perfect for him to, you know, how he's planning to mount it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I was like, actually, uh, one of my questions was, uh, you know, what, what, what would be the preferred way to mount it? You know, a trolling motor versus having a separate pole. And you just, you basically already answered that. <laughs> yeah. I mean like the pole just makes it like, like, even if you're in a kayak, I mean, you know, well, I guess they do have trolling motors and kayaks, but like, you know, having it on the pole is just so awesome. Cause like it's right there. You can turn it anywhere. Like if I have my trolling motor set to spot lock, like say I'm small mouth fishing on the lax or something. Right. And I have my trolling motor and anchor lock and I'm sitting there and I'm drop shotting, you know, a little rock pile or something, but like, I want to look over there. Well, if my trolling motor is, you know, here holding me in position, I can't look over there. Like I have to, mm-hmm. you know, take the motor, look over there, bring it back, that kind of stuff. So like, I, I love having it on the pole. You can look anywhere you want. And then, you know, like, especially like walleye fishing up here, we can only use one line in Minnesota and, you know, just going around looking for fish and throwing like a bobber rod or a jig wrap or something at like specific individual fish. I mean, it's awesome. And like the tournament guys, I mean, they're doing really, really well with this where, you know, especially some of the catch photo release where like, you got to catch one fish and, or you got to catch five fish and they all got to be big fish, you know? It's like, you don't even waste your time trying to catch, you know, little 18 inches or 20 inches. Like you're looking for the 25, 28 inches, you know, and you can tell on live scope, you know, what size that fish is. So just have your trolling motor pulling you down the mud flat, looking up and down with your live scope over the side of the boat. And I mean, it's a, it's a pretty deadly combination for sure. Is it one, you can only get one line up there in Minnesota, really? Yeah. Yeah, you, need come, you need to come to Iowa. Danny. I know. I, you know, I've fished in Iowa a couple of times. I, I, I used to work down in Southern Minnesota oh. and, you know, Clear Lake up on the North end of the state oh, up there. Of course. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I actually, I mean, I shouldn't be giving away any secrets maybe, but that, that lake has got some amazing walleye fishing and musky fishing actually. Like yeah. that, that's actually a pretty sweet lake. I, I enjoyed it. And I think you could use two lines, but wasn't it like for, I don't remember how much money, but you could pay so much money. And then I was able to use three. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. That was right. awesome. And, I, and I'll send it, I'll send you the link. We actually had, I don't know if you know, Kevin Paul is, uh, down yeah. There. yeah, we For had sure. him on our podcast, uh, previously. And don't worry, you're not giving away any secrets. He, he gave it all away. <laughs> we told Kevin, man, you're giving everything away, but don't, don't yeah. worry about it. I'll send you the link to the podcast. He was, he was really great on that. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. He's mm. a cool guy for sure. Yeah. Hey, you, uh, mentioned the uh, tournaments and life scope, uh, I, I remember when LifeScope first came out and people were like, oh man, we got to ban this thing. <laughs> but now I think, now I think it's becoming more ac- acceptable. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? Like it being banned in some tournaments, I think it's getting more ac- accepted now, but I don't know. I'm not sure what I think. Yeah. I mean like, okay. So from, from a sales standpoint, it's like, this is so good. They're going to ban it. Right. Like that. I can sell a bunch of units using that line. So it's, it's cool from that. Right. But like, you know, it's one of those deals. Like, so, you know, are they going to outlaw anchor lock when we first came out with that? Are we going to like outlaw mapping when they first came out with that? I think we always kind of go through these hurdles and, and whatnot and and in fishing and in everything really. And it's like, you know, it, it is really, really good, but you still got to get to fish to bite. You still got to know how to use it. You still, you know what I mean? Like got to be on the spot. So I don't know. I just think it's another one of those tools that you have in your toolbox. And 
is it, you know, one of the better tools right now? Yeah, for sure. It is like, you're going to catch more fish with live scope. And I mean, if you don't think so, you're crazy. I mean, you can literally catch more fish with it, you know? So like, I, I see that. And, and I think most of like the, like big tournament series or anything like that, like they're, they're totally going to keep it on and, and they know that it just helps the industry and we're selling more product and, you know, like the competition is coming out with some cool stuff too. I mean, it just, it, it, it makes it better for the industry as a whole, I think. So, I mean, I I'm fine with it. I think there's maybe a few of those like smaller ice tournaments. I've heard of some of those where they've banned it and, you know, maybe where it's like more family oriented or something where everybody's not maybe on the same level. You know, I could see that, I guess, you know what I mean? But like, as far as I'm concerned, I, I think it's cool. I think, you know, everybody has the, the option to go buy it. Like I drive a rusty old suburban, but I got a live scope. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's, it's all choices that you make, I guess. So yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things. I think it just, if, I think it just, if you look at it from fishing as a whole, I think it's just, it's going to help fishing and it's going to help the industry. I mean, you think I've sell, sell number of these units to law enforcement who are finding people that fall through the ice and stuff like that. I mean, mm. there's just so much good stuff that can come from the technology. So I think it's a good thing for sure. Yeah. Wow. I didn't, I didn't realize the whole law enforcement thing. Yeah. Well, you think about like Mississippi river, you think of how dirty the water is in the Mississippi river. Someone goes through, you send a scuba diver down that guy can barely see the hands in front of his face you take a live scope and now I'm looking a hundred feet in no matter how dirty the water is, or if it's dark out and you can find that vehicle immediately and then get the diver in there and stuff like that. And it's portable, you know, you can throw it into a snowmobile or a rescue boat or whatever. So yeah, there's been, there's been quite a few stories of stuff like that with live scope. So, you know, sad, but yet a cool piece of technology that I never even would have thought of right when we first came out with them. So yeah you just yeah opened our eyes i didn't know that either that's pretty that's pretty cool though that's, that's yeah that's pretty interesting to, to hear that um you, you mentioned about you know your competition and everything you know because they're coming out you know they're innovating innovating you know uh, trying to compete with with garmin and everything uh mm -hmm. what is garmin doing to to stay ahead of the game i mean because you know everybody's coming you know they like i say they see the lives go they're like everybody's like oh we got to, you know, yeah. obviously the competition has to stay, stay up or else they're not going to be able to keep up. But what are you guys doing um, that, you know, or that you can tell us if you can yeah. or what, what not, uh, what are you guys doing to, to keep ahead of the game? I guess you could say. Yeah. And so like, it's, it's cool. Like you said, I think like, ev like everybody nowadays has such good stuff. Like that's the cool part and it just keeps driving it. Right. So, yeah. you know, we came out with pan optics and short time later we came out with live scope and, and like, so like I was saying earlier, I mean, we've got such good engineering. So like these guys are always working on something. And like, unfortunately I'm a sales guy. So like, if they tell me anything, I tell everybody. So I don't usually know the <laughs> secrets until like the week before they come out. But um, no, I mean, like, like I know they're working on some stuff for sure. And like, what you know, every year we're, we're trying to come out with a new model that has this, this, and this, um, which is cool. It's funny. Some people even like, you know, will complain like, oh man, I just bought my new nine inch screens and they're already out of date. And it's like, I think the cool part, at least that Garmin does is we'll, we'll come out with some new stuff. We like always add it in as like a free software update. Mm -hmm. So like we had come out with the new echo map. I think there would have been the pluses back then. And then like live scope came out. Like all you had to do is a, a free software update and live scope worked on those units. So like, we're always really good about trying to backdate it and whatnot, but um, 
No, I think, I think that, you know, obviously the way the market's going, there's new stuff coming out. Like, I mean, we're Garmin, we're for sure working on something. There's going to be something big that comes out. I'm, I'm sure in the future. And that's kind of the fun part about working for a company like that is, I mean, we just keep innovating in like, I mean, we got airplane stuff where you can land airplanes without pilots now. And they got radars for bicycles and some of the watches they come out with and what they can track. I got a bow site for deer hunting that like, you know, like automatically ranges and sets my pins to where they're at. I mean, Garmin really has some cool stuff. So wow. I've seen some of your guys watch it. It's freaking badass. Oh, yeah. You guys see, yeah, those, those their watches like, holy crap, man, it's on another level, dude. Well, and like, I mean, you can pair your watch with your chart plotter and like run your autopilot or like you can save waypoints on there. And like, you know, like if you, if you're into any like fitness stuff, like bicycling, running, jogging, like there's so many different like widgets and different stuff that go along with the watch and like inner reach is something that I like to use. It's like, you go to some remote places and you have cell phone service. And if you were to, you know, have an issue or something, you, you got your in reach right there. Like there, there's so many different things that are so cool that they can tie in. And I mean, so you look at that stuff and then, and then you think live scope, like for sure, you know, I can just imagine live scope would be on a whole nother level before long for sure. True. Oh, that's pretty cool, man. I guess my next thing is uh, you can uh, rotate the transducer for like forward and down. You know, I see different opinions, whether to tilt the transducer or down or forward or not. Like mm-hmm. me personally, because I know the software will do it automatically, like switch to down mode if you tilt the transducer and then bring it back forward. Like me personally, I, I manually do it. Uh, like, so if I want to look at down, I'll tilt the transducer, then I'll switch it to down in the on the plotter. You're ice fishing when you're moving that the pole or whatever around, it, 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 it'll switch on you. And I don't want that to happen. Is there... Is there anything wrong with like leaving the transducer pointing forward and then switching on the plotter to down? Is there, am I going to lose any, um, what's the word? Like, uh, coverage. Yeah. Coverage by doing that. Or yeah. should I switch it to down and then have it switched on the plotter as, as well? So like this, this is what I like to do. And I, th- I think is probably the best option is like, so yes, when, when you go in there, it has the option of either being in forward mode or in down mode. Okay. And so like it, it can auto detect whether it's in forward or down. I always take it out of that because just like you said, like we're on the lake and there's snow there and the pole isn't perfectly level sometimes. And then it switches on you and you don't want it to. So like I'll, I'll manually always go in and select forward or down, but you do want to turn the transducer. So like with live scope, forward you want it like the top of that transistor to be perfectly parallel or level and then it, you go to down you literally only have to go down one click and the reason for that is like i was saying those three transducers that are on there when you turn it down you're just giving yourself a better you know coverage or view of the bottom where if you leave it in forward you turn it to down it works but you're not necessarily covering what you could you, okay. you know what i mean yeah, wow. yeah, that's my that that was my thought behind you know my method of doing it, and it makes sense. But I I see that question all the time. Yeah, but I'm just glad and, you could clarify that. Yeah, for sure. And like down's cool. Like I think like forward on live scope's awesome because it looks backwards and forward, so you're getting a huge coverage area. But like, say we're gonna set up and crappie fish somewhere, and just we're just like, okay, we're just we're done chasing fish. We're gonna sit here tonight and 
and not move. Like I'll put it in down at that point. Cause like, I don't really care if they are a hundred yards over there. Like, I don't even want to know at this point. I just want to see what's below me, you know? <laughs> so like, I'll put it in down. And the cool part is you get a nice clean, like I think some of the best images I've seen on live scope are when it's in down and you know, the fish come like perfectly through the cone angle right below you. Like it, it is pretty cool what you can see with that. And if we're in like a fish house, I mean, like I, I can see the holes on the left side and the right side and everything from that one transducer, which is super cool. Yeah, we ju we just did that uh, over the weekend because I, I camped out on the ice and had five <laughs> five holes in my hut and we were just fishing in the in the down. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was it, it was pretty um like like you said, man. In a way, it was just like man, we see everything down there. It's like you you see, it. and then we were we knew we were like sitting next to each other, like we don't see a fish. <laughs> so we just yeah. kind of chilled and we were drinking beer. Yep. So we're just like, and then we say, Oh wait, we just saw something moving. And then you start jigging and you see it come. It, it was, um, yeah, it's one of those things that you don't waste your time, I guess, in a way. So it was yeah. really cool. Just the, the like, like Kit always says, like, it's, it's great because it gives you just so much information. And that's the biggest thing about having this is that the information that it gives you that you don't have to guess. And that's yeah. the cool thing about it. Well, and like, it's, it's funny. Cause like, I, lo I love to tell the story of when, like, like the beginning, right? Like, so on however many years ago, when we first came out with it, I literally, I had this transducer mounted to a hockey stick. I'd stick the hockey stick down the hole and I had this big old battery. Cause it didn't work with like smaller units back then. And, you know, up until that point, everybody had fished with a flasher, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I'm with a bunch of buddies and we're, we're actually on Mille Lacs, which is my favorite lake. So I always talk about that lake, but we're out on Mille Lacs and, um, I'm sitting there with this pan optic steel down and I'm watching, I see this fish coming or this blob coming. And, but like, I can see my buddy's hole. Cause with pan optics, you can actually see the holes through the, through the ice. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Hey, there's a fish coming. Like, get ready. There's a fish coming. He's like, I don't see no fish. You know, he's just got a <laughs> regular old flasher with like a 20 degree cone angle yep. or probably not even that much. And I'm like, no, start jigging. It's coming right at you. He's like, I don't see it. I don't see it. And then all of a sudden, the fish passes him and he's like, Oh, I see it. I'm like, no, he's already passed you. I'm like, jig, get him to come back. And I'm watching, this is 40 feet away from me. And the fish turns around, goes back. He's like, Oh, I see it again. He catches a fish. It's a nice walleye. And it was like, Holy crap. Like what did we just witness? You know? Mm -hmm. And then I remember sitting at like St. Paul ice show one year. It was like the first year with pan optics. And it was just like, you know, I, I think it was so hard for people to even grasp like what all it could do. Cause you're like, so this unit has all the maps for the United States, Great Lakes, Border Waters. That's cool. It has like a great flasher transducer, like works good for that. But like it has live sonar that I can see up to 150, 200 feet away. Like it almost like it jumped to the level so far. It was almost like hard to even believe, you know what I mean? Yep. And so it's, it's like pretty, it was pretty cool to see like that. And then like what it has become and like, you know, sitting in your fish house and you're like, well, there's no fish right now. I might as well drink some beer versus, you know, like yep. sitting here jigging. Like, cause before when you had a flash, you was just waiting for a line on a screen. And it's like, yeah. you know, what does that really tell you as compared to seeing the live and like, you know, I, I've been out on, on Mille Lacs or Lake of the Woods a couple of times and like watching just the migration of fish, like they're not really eaten, but like you see these fish, you know, going out and to kind of suspend during the day, I suppose, and then coming back up on the flats in the evening. And it's just hundreds and hundreds of fish that go by. It's just unbelievable what you learn mm -hmm. from using the, the live technology, you know, it's just, it's cool.
Yeah. And I think like, like we were just saying, uh, when the fish, so this was the thing, cause I, I still use the, you know, the old school kind of flasher. Right. And I just wanted to compare cause I could see his screen, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kit was right next to me. Right. And you're, you're, you're spot on because the fish, my screen, I, it, it shows the fish is right there. But then all of a sudden I looked at his screen, you can see the fish passing. Mm-hmm. So it passed, you know, past my hole, past my jig already. You can see on his live scope that the fish is looking that way. It's, it's no longer looking at my my lure, my jig. But on my screen, it looks like, oh, man, I'm hot. I got a fish <laughs> on me. You know, I'm like, yeah, I can't wait. But then I looked at his screen. It's it's already looking over there. And it, you can yeah. see and I can see him and he starts jigging it and it goes to him. You see, mm-hmm. but I still see it on my screen. That was a crazy thing. And it was just like. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so much, you know, uh, it's just the information. Like I said, it was just, yeah. it was just cool to kind of to see how, how that happens, man. That was awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, with the flasher, like you see that line, but that line can mean anything. Yeah. It just tells you that a fish is there, but that's all it tells you. Mm-hmm. It's funny, though, because like, you know, you have all this sweet technology and I have like my live scope in my like big house hooked up to a TV and it's so cool. But like, it's funny how I still love to just fish under a flasher. Like I'll grab one of my 63 or 73 flasher units and like the, it's still fun to use them. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's cool having the live to like find the fish and get on them and stuff. But like, like I said, if I'm just going to sit for the night or something, it is fun to still use a flasher. Like I think it's just something we must've grown up using and and, like, it's Mm -hmm. still stuck on my head. That's what you need for ice fishing. But yeah, I mean, it, like the the amount of information is just so much more with with the live stuff. Agreed, agreed. I'm grabbing another. I, I'm, I grabbed another beer, so just FYI, everybody's just got. Oh, actually, I'm, I'm ready for number two myself. But actually, uh, I wanted to ask you a little bit too, Danny, because um, all right, everybody knows the cost of live scopes expensive. Yeah. Best technology out there. It's gonna cost. Okay, we get that, you know. Uh, but a lot of people don't realize, you know, it 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 covers the cost, covers everything from research, development, all that. You know, it, it covers marketing, all that stuff. So, if you can't afford a live scope, I know Garmin has a lot of other lines. I mean, is it for for ice fishing, for kayak, for, for fishing? Period. You know, technology yeah. wise. I mean, what would you recommend to somebody who's like they see it, can't afford that price line? Let's just say if uh, I can only afford, you know, whatever, you know, under $500, I can't afford a $2,500, $3,000 live scope. Like myself, I got four daughters. It's going to be really difficult for me to justify to my, the boss up there. Like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, cost that. But if I have $500, you know, what kind of technology are you, are you, or I guess you can say, is Garmin still going to be creating, you know, products in that price range under and that's, uh, what do you recommend? Yeah. So, so I feel like the question's kind of twofold for me in the fact that what's cool, I think about the Garmin stuff and, and actually like, I, like back in the day when I got to work shows, it was funny because like I'd work a lot of ice fishing shows and people would be like, Hey, what's this? Oh, it's Garmin. It's a pan optics. It does this. It's, it's awesome because it's live, you're ice fishing, it's great. And, you know, I'm like, but the cool part is like, you can just literally snap it out with a quick release bracket, put it in your boat. And now you have an awesome option for your boat. Or if you're someone that does a lot of like, you know, side-by-side riding around stuff like that, like you can put it in your side-by-side and use it for mapping. Like, you know, it has a lot of cool features. And it was like so many wives were like, uh, yeah, honey, put this in the cart. We're taking this, you know, like <laughs> instead of buying a, 
$500 ice unit, which isn't out of the, you know, question, like that's pretty standard for a good flasher. Like mm-hmm. you spend 500 on that, you're going to spend eight, nine, 1200 on a good summer unit. Well, if you have one thing that does it all, you know what I mean? Like it, it I think that's one cool thing that we have going for us is just like how you can use it. So, you know, year round. So you got one unit that's good at everything. It's not like it's mediocre at ice and mediocre in the summer. Like it's good for everything. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's one cool part of it. The other cool thing is like, yeah, live scope's expensive. Like there, there's no way around it. Like, you know, it's, it, I think it's worth the money. And I think for most people that have seen it, they're like, okay, if I can't afford it right now, I'll save up. Like it, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's worth what it, what it does. And when you look at a good side imaging, down imaging, traditional transducer nowadays, I mean, those things are in the four to $500 range. So to get something that can look 200 feet and be live, like I get it, you know, but like, sure, it's, it's expensive. And, and the cool part with that though, is like, you can go buy an EchoMap 73 ice fishing bundle, you know, so it's got seven inch touch screen with all the maps built into it, it comes with a nice flasher transducer you could then use that in your kayak. You could then use it in a boat, but it has that network port that you need for live scope. Mm. So you buy that this year and then next year, two years down the road, whatever it is, you can add live scope to it. So it's not like you can't like grow with it. Like I've had tons of people do that. Or like I've had people that say, dang, you know, I bought a new boat. I want to have an ice unit, but I got to have two units in my boat. I've had people buy just the live scope ice fishing bundle you know, so now you got the nine inch screen, you got the live scope. And then they're like, I can't really afford the second unit, but they can afford a $60 quick release bracket. So now they just take that head unit when move it to the front of the boat, the back of the boat. So they essentially have two units in their boat until they can afford that second head unit. So having that quick release bracket, the ability to grow with them really, I think kind of helps make them more, you know, price friendly. And then, and then really, I mean, if you look at I mean, if you compare, I think it doesn't matter what brand you go with nowadays. I mean, we're all pretty close in price and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not like anything's like way higher than the other, but I mean, so, it, it is expensive. You know, that, that there's no yeah. way around it. it. It definitely is, but it's cool. You know, it's like iPhones. I mean, every so many years you'll find a sale when something new comes out. So like, you know, there's, there's a lot of buying options out there, I think right now for people. Agreed. And it can't make sure you cut that part and, and like highlight what Danny just said, so I can show my wife and then <laughs> I, I can sell her like, yeah, see, that's why I need live scope. Hello. Well, and you got four kids, you know, so now you're like, instead of buying four flashers, you only need one because you can see all their holes in kids. Have, sh- that is bad ass. It's, right. it's a proven fact that kids have 57% more fun fishing with that than they would a flasher. Good so. God. You're a lifesaver. Daddy. I'm, that's awesome. I can't, that's it kid right there. We're saving that. And my wife doesn't listen to any of my episodes. Doesn't watch <laughs> any episodes. I'm going to make sure he, she watches this and I'm like, did you not listen to Danny? It's, it's a proven fact. It's yeah. a proven fact. And I only need one <laughs> unit and all the kids can fish with me. And then on top of that, we're going to have food to eat because we're going to catch more fish. We're going to find more fish mm-hmm. and I can use it on the kayak. Bam. Perfect. See. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of the kayak, uh, I know kayak fishing is kind of like a niche market. I, I know it's growing. Mm-hmm. Do you, I don't know if you, you have like the numbers for it, but like, are there many people using live scope in the kayaks? Because uh, I kayak fish and I'm going to be, you know, plus one for that kayak fishing live scope users. But is there 
you know, do you have any numbers on how many people are using LiveScope in the kayak? I don't know how many, but I assume it's got to be a lot because I feel like I talk to a lot of people that do. Mm-hmm. And myself, I'm, you know, I'm like, I imagine if I was a kayak fisherman, I would for sure want LiveScope because the less paddling that I'd have to do because I could be like, the fish is for sure over there because I can see it versus like hoping it's over there and then having to paddle over there. Like I could totally see how live scope would be just awesome in a kayak, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to mount the dang thing. Well, so like a lot of people have done like a ram mount where like you get a short pole because your kayak's close to the water anyways. And they'll literally just make like a ram mount to have it like twist down into the water and then back up when they're paddling, which works pretty good. And like the, with batteries nowadays, there's so many good lithium battery companies out there where like the battery weighs nothing. So you're not really paddling around a bunch of extra weight. And like, I've got this, I think it's like an amped 48 hour battery or something like, holy cows, I can run that 12 inch live scope forever on that battery. So, I mean, there's some cool technology that's kind of, I think, come along because of the live scope, you know, just for stuff like that. So there's good setups. Yeah, yeah, I actually have the amp uh, 30, 30 hour one. Okay. Yeah. So I guess I'm good in that department. I have I have like you know some rough ideas in my head, but yeah. I guess I guess I'll see when the execution comes this spring. For sure. And like you can like so do you does your kayak have like the spot to mount a transducer under it for like your 2D and that stuff? Or yeah, I got a I got an outback. I gotta okay. hold the outback. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. I was say there's like a ton of mounts now for transducers too, like to mount them over the sides and get side imaging and everything. Like we were talking about, I've sank so much money into that unit. I'm not gonna use it just for ice fishing. I I want to get my money's worth. I got the kayak. You know, I might as well try to you know put it on there and make it work and hopefully yeah. catch more fish with it. So funny story on like getting your money's worth and, and using it for multiple things. So I literally took my Echo Map 93. And I've got this, this old vehicle, right. That I keep talking about. And like, so it doesn't have the screen for like hands free and all that stuff, but like your echo map can get all your text messages, phone calls, emails, and all that on the screen to the active captain app. So I literally mounted it to the dash of my truck, just so I'm like legal with my hands free stuff. Now Mm, it works great. I saw it when I was using like the active captain and I was like, Oh, what is this? notifications? Yeah. Yeah. Then I was like, you know, I turned it on. I was like, huh? get text messages like i didn't know what it was but i connected and then i was getting like emails and stuff and you're like wait no no up. turn that off <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh so that's what that's for that's pretty yeah. interesting yeah hey, do you mind if i ask you a little bit like okay so danny thompson outdoor can you can you explain that a little bit because I, I was just wondering i don't know yeah. if, if it was okay we just if i brought that up a little bit i just want to see what was that about i just want you know about you a little bit more yeah. if, if you don't mind So for sure. So I've been in the outdoor industry, basically my entire career. And I've always worked in a, in a space in the outdoor industry where I've tried to like promote stuff, promote, like I did event planning, or I was a marketing manager for Cabela's for a number of years. And so I'd always try to like promote my events to get people to come to it and, and different things like that. And I'm super passionate, like deer hunter and fisherman. And I love you know, old Honda three wheelers and stuff like that. So I always, I always like to be able to have a place to put that kind of stuff versus like kind of keep my family stuff separate, especially because I have a traveling job. I don't need everybody knowing when I'm out of town. So like, you know, I'm always, I I post a lot of that stuff to like my outdoor page and then people can kind of follow along on 
that stuff there. And then I try to keep my other stuff somewhat personal. You know, you don't mind people should check it out. It's pretty cool stuff. So that's why. Yeah. yeah for, for our listeners on the podcast, he's got like a pheasant on his fireplace and four deer mounts. I see. <laughs> yeah. So like, it's, I love, I love fishing. I love deer hunting, but like being in the fishing industry, it's like, 24 seven is fishing for me. Like I'm talking about, you know, chasing crappies with live scope pretty much every day. So when deer season comes, it's like just me, nobody else. Like, it's just, it's kind of like my month of getaway where I kind of like, you know, recharge my battery, so to speak, before I, I go back out into the public. And cause like this year is different with COVID. Like now I'm like a teacher, a stay-at-home dad, like, you know, cleaning the house, doing dishes, like, it's so much different than when you're on the road. You know what I mean? Like I, I used to spend a lot of nights in hotels and sports shows and dealers and events. And, you know, so this year's a little different, but yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be a nice change of pace. I would think it's good and bad. So like, it's so awesome getting to spend time with my kids and be home. But like when you're a guy that's used to being on the road a lot, it's weird being home this much. Like I, some days I need to just go for a drive just to like, feel like I'm important and going somewhere. (laughs) Yes. I know the feeling I, I, I I work at home and I got, so I, I got, everybody knows by now. Yeah. I got seven and under four of them. So you can just imagine I'm I'm a full-time teacher, full-time working, full-time dad, Mm full-time nanny. Yeah. It sucks. I mean, like you said, it has, it has his moments, but that's why I do this. I love this podcast. I'm actually surprised that one hasn't come down here yet to like tell on their other, their sister or like, you know, like usually I'm on a meeting and that's when the, the Amazon guy comes and the dog's barking or something. So like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened still. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're supposed to be in bed, right? Oh, uh, yeah, hopefully. Well, yeah, by now they got, they actually, I think my youngest went back to school now. So, and then my oldest will start back in school. So that, that'll maybe make it more like a little bit more structured too. Right. Well, I got two of mine in school. It's just, and then I got the other two are way too young and there. Yeah. It's insanity, man. I'm not going to lie. I tell this guy kind of sees it. But I'm just like, oh boy, <laughs> trying to trying to do all this. Like I said, this is this is my getaway. I come down, sure. I do my podcast with you guys. I get a chance to talk fishing because I got four daughters. Keep it in mind, so I get a chance mm-hmm. to talk fishing, talk guy, and mm-hmm. drink beer. I was just like, this is heaven. So now, now I get it. Now I know how you started this. this is, yeah, exactly. I'm going to be starting a podcast tomorrow. Actually, <laughs> that you will be surprised. You're gonna be like, holy. I'm gonna. This is, this great. is awesome. Yeah. This is great. Hey, Daddy's busy. I got to do a podcast. That's the one good thing about like working in the fishing industry is it's like you know what I got to go fishing next week. I you know I got to go test some product and stuff. I'll be back. <laughs> Man, but, that that sounds badass. Yeah. So do let us know. I mean, if you get you get a chance to come down to Iowa, let us know. I mean, if if Clear Lake's the we're actually I don't know we're going up for the yellow bass bonanza oh, uh, yeah. in a couple of weeks if you if you have time swing by down there we get a chance to meet you in person um I know with COVID and everything this is hard but yeah we're, we actually signed up for it this year so I know we're we're probably gonna suck but we got live scope so maybe we got a shot I don't know I can't even imagine the, like what a school of yellow bass in that lake has to look like on live scope I mean there's I'm, so many yes I'm curious too I agree with you. We might, yeah, you might have to record that kit. Just, I, I, I just, yeah. I want to see what it looks like. If, if we get on top of a school of yellows, I do want to see, like you just said, I want to see how they react because 
when you, you we all know when you're on top of school of yellow bass like holy cow it's on you know on mm-hmm. fire it would be amazing to see that on live scope just to see are they waiting one for another to, to eat or what are they doing and then and then you see the muskie come in and chase them all oh, off yeah that yeah. would be so cool or or even a why it, it, yeah. it happens so yeah actually dang dude that's that's gonna be kind of cool if i hope we do i hope we get on top of a school of uh yellow that because then that means that's a good thing then we got an opportunity a chance to do good in our first yeah. tournament ever <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah this is our first tournament so i have low expectations yeah <laughs> so if you get a chance let, let us know if not um like i said you, you come down uh ice fishing with us anytime we, we live in central iowa so you know swing by down here just just let us oh, know yeah. and then you keep talking about the lakes up in minnesota we we definitely got to make a trip kit yeah, I mean, do you guys come up here ice fishing like often or not very much or never? Or... Not never, but it's it's a, it's always something I want to do. Yeah, up in Minnesota, we always wanted to do. It's just, and then I actually I really was gonna do it this year. It's just like COVID happened. It's just yeah. like golly, everything just kind of makes it tough. Yeah, it made it made it so tough. It, but it's busy too. Like so, <laughs> with COVID, like the lakes are I think busier than they normally would be. Cause like fishing is a good, like social distancing, you know, activity. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's been really busy. And then the ice has been kind of weird this year. Like there's been, mm-hmm. it's just, it hasn't been great. Like you, you know, there's a lot of lakes still where it seems like, you know, like we're driving out in side by sides where it should be driving out in the truck by now, but you know, yeah. it is what it is. But, yeah. So with COVID and everything, I mean, how has that affected Garmin and sales? And I mean, cause it's, like you're just saying everybody's out fishing and there's new technology yeah. everybody knows about this live scope thing we see it all over youtube all over the internet like social media has it has it obviously in a way helped or i, I don't know i'm just yeah looking. so like uh, yeah it's like i think there, there's no denying covid has helped it's cool because garmin i think you know like we were in a growing time period anyways like we you know we had just come up with live scope we got that new trolling motor that's awesome like we got a lot of great things going for us and COVID hits. And it was kind of like, at first it was like, Oh, okay. Like, how's this going to work? How's it going to affect things? But like the great part, not, not just for Garmin, but for like outdoorsmen in general, like I think people realize like, Hey, I can't go to the mall and I can't go on this trip to the Bahamas, but I can drive to the lake. Like, I mean, you live in Iowa, live in Minnesota, like think of the amazing natural resources we have. And I think people really are, you know, I'm going to say getting back to their roots and kind of like, you know, going fishing, going hunting, going snowmobiling, going, you know, on walks, like what, whatever it is. So like the fishing industry has grown tremendously this year. And so is the hunting industry and then power sports and everything. So like all of that stuff that you can do outside has been so good this year. And I mean, you go to the tackle shops, you go to the retailers and, you see it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you, or like you go online to order something and it's like out of stock, out of stock, out of stock. Like everything is sold out. And it's because people are out fishing and hunting, working from home and you know, they're out on the lake, but it, it's, it's been good. I mean, it's, it's, it's really, really been good and, and, you know, good for sales, but I think it'll be good now. I think it'll be up to, you know, us and people, you know, like you yourself that have podcasts and whatnot, just to, keep the good word and reach these new people and, and retain them. So if, you know, things do go back to normal, let's keep all these fishermen that we gained this year and continue to keep people, you know, enjoying the outdoors that, that we, you know, we have to offer. That's what it's there for, for sure. You know? Yeah. 
and keep them informed and educated. That's the exactly. biggest thing. I yeah. think that's, that's, that's the biggest thing because if you do that, then they know how to act when they're out in the outdoors. That's the biggest thing too. Yeah. That's cool. All right, Danny. Uh, I'm going to go back into the tech kind of questions again. <laughs> so um, a, a lot of questions I've seen is uh, I think they're – they're kind of like quality of life uh, changes to the software. People are asking like, you know, can they add in, you know, high range and buttons? And I know Garmin has a program where you can submit ideas and then you guys take those ideas into consideration and may or may not like incorporate those. Can you talk about that program a little bit? Yeah. So like, you know, so obviously you can always send an email to Garmin customer support and like, you know, Maybe you've got the next live scope idea, you know, or, you know, if you're like, Hey, this, this option is something that I'd love to have or whatever. I mean, you can, you can always reach out or, you know, reach out to a sales guy back when we had sports shows, like come, come by the booth and, you know, let us know. And I always tell people back then too, they're like, they're having issues with their units. Like, you know, if they brought it in, I could always help them with their ice unit. You know, we did that at the same play show all the time um, for the ice fishing stuff. So you know, that, that's always a good resource, but like, as far as the software stuff goes, I mean, it's super easy. You just, you know, we're, we're going to do software updates, you know, a couple times a year. Hopefully we try not to bombard the customers with them, obviously, but if, if there's a fix that needs to happen, we'll, we'll put it in there. And like software updates are always a good thing. I think back in the day, the software updates maybe kind of got a bad name just in general with electronics. It was like, Oh, if I do this update, it's going to take this away or screw this up. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think they got it dialed in nowadays. And it's like, if there's a software update, it's for a good reason. And like, they're only fixing something. It's just going to make your, your, you know, unit work better. Like I said, like to even have live scope as an option was a software update, mm-hmm. you know, like, and who knows what there'll be in the future. And there's some new color palettes that we've got coming out with some of our sonar this year like that's a software update so you know it's, it's always important to do those software updates i think and it, they only benefit you or like help in the future so yeah 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 actually uh, i think that mentality of uh you know updating still kind of has a better i think it's still there because i when i joined that first um that live scope group it's a yeah. live scope addicts i think that's what okay. it's called yeah like you know i was i just got my unit and i was like all right, I'm seeing all this, all this stuff about people saying don't update it because ever since they updated this, you know, this goes wrong or whatever. And yeah. I think it was maybe three or four updates ago uh, compared to the newest update that was out at the time. So and I, I was- think the latest one, like if you've looked in the last couple of weeks here, so like on the bottom of the screen, you can get like the range or, you know, like the depth and like you can get some different like I'll call them buttons, but it's a touch screen, but it's like the mm-hmm. buttons that show up on the screen. And so like, there's a new software update that put those on the screen there, which is probably fine in like most cases, but in the ice fishing world, having those there kind of sucked. So like, I think that, you know, but that's one of those things like, okay, you know, maybe we'll get enough feedback and, the, and we'll be able to get rid of those too. So um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess it does go both ways. Like sometimes you think you're, you're making a, a change for the better and then, you know, it hurts like a, a niche market, like ice fishing like that. So but yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you for sure. There's a lot of people 
that want to hide those uh, range and gain buttons. For sure. And that has been duly noted. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel the same way. <laughs> okay. All right. Because, uh, you know, I don't want to let these guys down. You know, that's yeah. one of the main questions. Like, all right. I'll ask you. Yeah. <laughs> those groups are cool, though. Like, it's funny because I'll, I'll look at that group once in a while just to like, I mean, it's cool. You know, the ice stuff's kind of like my pet project. So there's like, you know, Garmin ice fishing and live, there's the live scope addicts and some of those. And I love looking at them um, sometimes. And then like, there's a lot of good information on there. There's some of these people like they, they know their stuff. Like, you know, if you're really looking for some info, there's some good stuff on there. Yeah. uh, Jason Young. uh, I don't really know the guy, but he's the guy that runs that live scope addicts page. Okay. Uh, I think he's one of the best resources out there for someone that doesn't work for Garmin. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's one of the greatest resources out there. Which is cool because then they're kind of like, um, you know, non-biased, you know, like resources, which is cool too. And and like, I think I've seen a couple of his videos. It's like, I mean, the guy knows his stuff. Like he, he probably knows more about live scope than I do, you know? <laughs> yeah. He's out there using it. For uh, sure. Yeah. And people are asking him tons of questions all the time. So holy cow, man, we've been talking for an hour, man. No, that's pretty, <laughs> Hey, it, it, it got by quick. I, I'm pretty sure. Do you have more questions? Cause I, I, I'm actually learning because I don't have the live scope and the only way I can learn and, and, and sell this to my wife is by hearing this stuff and <laughs> giving her the, the reason why I might need it. I'm just saying. So what else you got, Kit? There's like, there's so many questions. You know, I could sit here and ask you like a hundred questions, but it's going to make for a terrible show. It'll be, <laughs> our show will be like three hours long. So if somebody has a question or suggestion uh, for like Garmin or yeah, just Garmin in general or whatever, like where where can they go to ask those questions so you know like obviously the there's a lot of good resources and so you can always call garmin you know they've got great customer support lines um but you know obviously like reaching out to your retailers like if you're a guy that you know shops at cabela's or bass pro or shields or you know like up here i've got reeds and marine general i mean there's so many great retailers that, you know, I do lots of trainings with these guys and they, they, you know, when we were allowed to travel, you know, like all those companies hold big training events for their Marine departments. And, you know, so they're always a good resource. Um, when there's, when there's events going on, I mean, I, I do a ton of shows, like whether it's St. Paul, Fargo, Sioux Falls. I mean, like if there's an ice show, you can pretty much bet Garmin's going to have a booth there. So, I mean, like always, you know, feel free, come up to the booth, like talk to us, get, get the information, you know, um, that's always a good resource. And, you know, like I said, going to Garmin itself, otherwise like those Facebook pages are always good. There's a lot of good guys answering questions on there too. So cool. And then what I'll do is, um, I think since I'm the uh, guy, I guess I'm going to start scheduling. We should go to these shows so we can just go hang out with Danny, man. <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying, can't we? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Once, like you just say, once it starts opening, I'm, I'm hoping this year because um, we were just talking like we want to at least hit a couple shows and just meet people and yeah, um, and really you know spread the word. That's that's the whole you know idea of our podcast and everything yep. and information. But and meet people like you and you know other guys. So that'd be so cool. So for sure. That is awesome, man. Anything else, Kit? Come on, man. Yeah, uh, hey, you, you got to bust it out, man, because this is the only time that you're going to get anybody. Well, I don't know, anytime, but I mean, hey, we got Danny here. It was so awesome for him. Oh, you give us some time. Here's a question. Uh, can you talk about rebates? Uh, people are always, are always asking, like, you know, when's, when's the next rebate? Because 
the rebate program actually incentivized me to get a live scope. I was like, okay, they got the yeah. rebate running right now. Like this, you know, I was kind of on the fence. Like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll say I'll get 200 bucks back. F it. You know, I'll, I'll yeah. hop on there. I mean, is that kind of a seasonal thing or so, like, what's the time like, frame for that kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, like, obviously... I don't, I don't know, like for sure when the next one's going to hit or something like that. Like mm-hmm. we sort of just ended with one here in December. So like, you know, it'll probably be a while before we have one again. I, I don't think there's any like real every year on this date we do one now, you know, obviously the last couple of years, there's been one around the same time. So like, you know, maybe in the future, that's when it would happen again. I, that I honestly don't even know that I, I wouldn't be able to give you an exact date, but yeah, I mean, the rebate's huge. I mean, like, obviously, I can see the sales that increase during it. And I mean, why not? You know, you get that added benefit of that rebate. And especially this year with no shows, you know, like a lot of times you can go to shows and find some different deals or whatever they got going on. And like this year, not having that stuff, the rebate was even better. I mean, and 200 bucks was huge. So, yeah, hope, hopefully that, that happens again. But when is that going to happen? Man, I don't know. I mean, usually I would assume maybe be like end of life cycle time you know somewhere around then whatnot but i don't i I don't know of one within the next few weeks here so okay yeah yeah that's kind of what i figured all right before we i guess before we kind of wrap up how can people get a hold of you like if they want to contact you or how can they find your uh your danny or yeah, your Danny Thompson Outdoors page. Do you have like a Facebook or a YouTube, Instagram? Yeah, so probably probably if they want to reach me, best way is obviously probably just reach me on Instagram, um, Danny Thompson Outdoors. Um, you know, I, on Facebook, I don't answer a ton of messages on there. In fact, I think I even have like an auto reply because it was like, I mean, at one point I was getting over 100 messages a day and it's hard. I just, I like, I like, I want to answer every single one and help people with every single little technical question. But like, as Garmin has exploded, it's gotten, gotten pretty busy. So like, you know, now obviously let's, I say like reaching out to the retailers and Garmin themselves, but you know, if you got if you got a question or whatever, you can always try to reach me on Instagram, just shoot me a message on there. And I try to answer as many as I can. Cool. That was cool. awesome, man. So thank you so much. Uh, you you got to get down here to Central Iowa for come, sure. Come fish sure. with we need, a... we need to do the podcast on the oh. ice with a live scope in front of us. That's what we need to do. Dude, we've been actually not in Iowa though. We need to do it in Minnesota. <laughs> hey, I... hey, if you're dying, you know what? Kid? Giant crappies, giant crappies on live scope. That's what you need. Oh, okay, that would be have... sweet. All right, we might have to do that. <laughs> we're, we're, I'll, I'll get with you. I have to find out your schedule because yeah. we got. It's not even that far of a drive either. Like no. you could be here in no time. Yeah. We, I'm, I'm down. <laughs> I'm gay, man. <laughs> I, I am gay. I'm gonna tell the wife. I'm gonna go get. Dinner, you're gonna but... research the live scope before yes. you buy one, right? Like, well, you want to make sure it's a smart it. purchase. Yeah, yeah, you gotta try. I gotta see For what sure. this whole thing is all about. So that's what I'm gonna yeah. tell her. But yeah, who, uh, who, who better to learn from too? Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, oh man, this is amazing content amazing information thank you so much dan because i think um a lot of our listeners a lot of our uh viewers and the audience pretty much has been asking about you know lives go yeah. about garment because as you just said it's just exploded this year so just having you on here i mean we would love to get you back if you know if we can do this even you know once a year or something like that it'd sure. be amazing 
um, that way, just to kind of give a, a, an update of what you guys are up to and what you're up to, man. Cause I want them to, yeah. to know, you know, exactly what you're doing, everything, what you bring to, to the industry and, and everything. So, so cool, man. I, I definitely appreciate that. I'm pretty sure, uh, we'll, we'll be in touch and I, I'm going to go catch those monster crappies. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, oh, yeah. Right, right, right before we cut off here. So people are speculating that there's some live scope 2.0. Can, can you confirm or deny those rumors? I can't confirm nor deny anything. But like I said, Garmin's a great company. We've got amazing engineers and we're always going to continue to push the envelope. So I'm not going to tell you nothing will ever change because we all know that would be a lie. But I mean, when, I don't know, but you can bet Garmin's working on something, I'm sure. You can tell Garmin, you got a great salesman right there. <laughs> love it. Love it, man. Thank you so much, Danny. All yeah, right, thanks, thanks guys. Danny. Hit with uh, the YouTube feed. <laughs> you can't even say his own. See, you can't even say, how many beers he had, man? <laughs> I must be too nervous. You're making me nervous, Danny. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's try that again. Uh, my name is Kit with the YouTube feed. Oh my, oh my god. Oh, you know what? I swear oh. this never happened. Okay. <laughs> Round three.